the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the great uh, great uh, learning experiences on the coronavirus thus far. Socialized medicine sucks. All right, I'm just saying, go to Italy. I don't think you want to be there right now. I don't want to go there. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in China. I don't want to go anywhere, really. Yeah, I'm saying Dr. Terry Yamauchi, my man, is in the house. I'm surprised he came in today, but he did. I'm surprised I got in, and the door's always locked. Yes, we had locked, and I'm... If you if you're watching on Facebook, look at what he's doing. I have wipes here in the studio for everybody who comes in. Everybody gets to wipe down. This I think everybody honorarium. should wipe down. You know? Honorarium, I get two of them. I might even get <laughs> another one when I leave. <laughs> First thing I told him, take a wipe, wipe, and wipe off your uh, your your uh, windshield, your wind uh, sock on your on your microphone. I did clean it, and then clean the table in front of your microphone. And I did. Uh, I don't know if it's done yet. I do know that Elizabeth is getting to it. She's busy, busy, busy right now. I keep her busy, and I want to thank her for all the great work she does because uh, she does this out of out of her own love uh, for the Dave Ellswick Show and for you, the listener. And she's up early in the morning contacting me and keeping me up on any kind of super breaking news that I need to know about, and she's texting me on phone at any given time. But uh, she just sent me saying the trading floor at the New York Stock Exchange is closed. Traders are working from home. It is the first time ever that the trading floor has been closed. They had two people show up positive yesterday. Coronavirus. Not taking any chances. Shut it down. Shut it down, and I'm sure they're giving it what everybody likes to call a deep cleaning. That's going on. But there's a, a a video I've asked her to put on my Facebook uh, when it shows, and she lets me know that it's there. You need, I'm going to just tell you, I'm not going to ask you if you have time to watch it. I'm going to tell you, you need to go to my Facebook and watch this video. It is done, uh, I think the guy was a NASA scientist, about 10 minutes long. Uh, Terry knew what I was talking about as soon as I mentioned it. Uh, this guy used what's called glow germs, and uh, they're not really germs. It's a powder you can't see, just like germs. You can't see germs, and you you put it on your hands or whatever, or you put it on other people's hands and they don't know you put it on them. Like you shake their, you put it on your hand, you shake their hand so they got it on them, and then when you turn on an ultraviolet light, like in CSI, it's you know the bodily fluids that always glow. 
this stuff glows. And what was really bizarre about it, I, I forget what grade uh, the elementary school was that uh, he used as his, uh, you know, experimental area. They cleaned this whole area down. It was clean in the morning. There was nothing there. And uh, the teacher put some on their hands, of this glow germ. They shook the hands of three students and did Yamauchi bumps on everybody else. By noon, they turned on the ultraviolet light. And the glow germs were everywhere. They were all over the other kids. They were all over the tabletops, the the doorknobs, the printer, the phone, everywhere. And uh, the the one that really blew me away is only only three kids have been given this, and every child, every child, Terry, their faces were glowing because they had this stuff on their faces, and that's the worst place you can have it at. It was amazing. It's an it's an amazing video. You should watch it. It make you think and will make you change the way you do things. And well, that, he, it he, was a teaching ahead. age uh, in medical school, but actually uh, early on in medical school they had us put coal black. You know what that is? It's a yes, like a charcoal, yeah, powdered charcoal, Real fine powder, right? And uh, uh, blindfolded us. And put us at a sink and said, wash your hands till you think you have them clean. That's part of this, too. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, you'd be scrubbing your hands and washing them, thinking, ah, boy, I'm really, you know, getting all these. And uh, then you took off your your goggles or your masks, blindfolds, and looked at your hands and looked under your nails. And, under your fingernails and yeah. the crevices between your fingers. Right. There, it, was there a, it lurks. And you were thinking... Oh, I'm just scrubbing my hands till they're raw, but yeah, it's exactly right. It's still there. And the the other thing they did in this, uh, I think, is interesting, and I, I hope that you'll take this uh, to heart, is it showed these kids doing the same thing. This stuff is showing up on their hands, and they're, they're scrubbing, man. They're scrubbing their hands. Now, they can't see it when they're scrubbing their hands because the black light's not on them. Then they show it, and they show that they still have some on their hands. Mm-hmm. However... The first thing they did after they washed their hands was, what do you think? What do you think they grabbed? Uh, the knobs on the sink? No. Oh. Their cell phones. Oh, okay. They grabbed their cell phones, and they, they, they showed their cell phones under the light, and they were so contaminated, it was scary. Now, here, here's what's important to understand. You can take a Lysol wipe, and for you who are watching, like these right here, okay? And you can take one of those, and you can clean your phone with it. Now, I'm not saying you're killing every freaking germ that's on your phone, because that's, you know, I don't want you to become obsessive about it. I don't want everybody in America to become OCD by the time this is over with. But you can wipe it all down, and you can do that, uh, the the professionals are saying that make these phones and saying you can do that, you know, a couple of times a day and it doesn't cause any damage to your phone if you're afraid that it does that. But at least you kill some of the germs 
that are on your phone. And there's a lot of them because, you know, you put that phone right up against your lips, basically. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I will put in one plug here. Uh, people are all, you know, asking me about wiping their phones or wiping surfaces at home. And um, uh, you don't need to use alcohol sprays or uh, disinfectants. Uh, actually, for this virus, soap and water works just fine. Right. In fact, if you look on, go on the computer and uh, internet and look for how to clean, the first thing they list is soap and water. And talking about uh, soup, soaps actually uh, working against the outside of a vi- this particular virus. So, uh, you know, people should have soap and water at home and actually... And use fairly warm water. Don't use cold water. Use, you know, above medium warm to just where you... Don't scald yourself, but use hot water. Sure. And, and the other thing is uh, agitate. Rub, rub your hands. Uh, actually, there's some research data that shows if you just use, you know, warm water and good agitation, you get a lot of material, including germs, off of your hands. So if you didn't have soap, <laughs> just agitate with lots of water. Uh, yeah, is also helpful. I uh, I watched a video of uh, how surgeons are supposed to scrub, and I, you know, I I have one. And now I'm using it again. I've got a fingernail cleaner. It's a little tiny brush that you can get and you rub your fingers in it. And They're it gets really good. Yeah, yeah, and it gets underneath your fingernails and stuff. So I've been I've been doing that. I you know, I look at my fingernails, I go, Where'd that come from? And then I think about I would like to put a camera on myself. I could do it by watching my, my a video of my show, I'm sure, and see how many just not even thinking I touch my face. Oh, yes. And, of course, both of us wear glasses as well. Oh, Lord have mercy. And all... there are good things about glasses. They help you see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always pushing mine up. But uh, And they also protect your eyes a little bit yeah. from from germs, but you also are touching them all the time. And you know, uh, you My don't... wife always says to me, how do you see out of these? That's what she well, – does your wife say that to you? Oh, she – well <laughs> – Your uh, wife's like my wife. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Certain things, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I laugh because some of my friends asked, uh, are you keeping social distance between your wife and you? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, she's been keeping social distance from me for three years. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. First thing I did, you can ask Zach. First thing I did, I came in the studio today, took out a couple of the wipes keyboard zoom zoom you know for the computer wiped off the mouse wiped off my phone wiped off the desk around me wiped off my microphone yeah and then you get in your car and somebody's going to hit you, and smash you <laughs> <in your car. laughs> what can i tell you yeah well you want to come on because you know you're you're keeping really on I'm top pro- of I'm this i'm trying to stay on top we have a there's a lot of stuff happened did you hear the news story out of japan they think they have a drug that it doesn't cure the, the disease but it can reduce it by almost 90 percent uh yes there's there's several drugs or and or drug combinations that uh at least anecdotally i heard that word last night uh, look like they might be helpful both uh, 
prophylactically and or uh, as treatment. Uh, you know, one of the things that they've talked about most recently is is a drug that's used for uh, malaria, hydrochloroquine. Okay, and, I've heard of that, by the way. Yeah, and it's used for, for mal- treat malaria. Okay. Well, I w- was quizzing my wife uh, this morning, and I <laughs> said, uh, you know, what do you think? Because she likes to make, make guesses. I said, what do you think if this is uh, successful? What measurement do you think we could look at? She said, well, tell me. And I said, well, you know, there are a lot of people that are on this on this uh, hydroquinolone uh, 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 in Africa where they have a lot of malaria. Mm-hmm. So now will we see a decrease in this disease in Africa? She said, well, you know, I said, no. It's a good thought. It's a thought. But on the other hand, what would counteract that? And mm-hmm. I said, you know, what kind of medical care do they have in Africa? They may, that might make it even, might be worse because, uh, might even it out because the medical care isn't as good. Well, here's the, here's the thing that always worries me, Doc. They come out and they say, this will protect you. So so whatever this is, people go out and get it. They start taking it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start eliciting bad behavior they said that this this is something that happens like when they put safety devices on cars people drive more recklessly the more safety devices that they have on their cars because you figure the car is going to take you know protect you and a good example sort of a good example of that is the concern about younger people not heeding warnings or uh taking precautions or thinking about self-isolation, uh, thinking they go out anywhere. Still, thank, thankfully, to some degree, they've closed down bars early or closed them down completely mm-hmm. in certain places where young people gather. Closing down beaches for spring break. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when I was seeing them do that, I as twisted as my mind is, and you, you know me well, uh, I started thinking about a movie, and I started thinking about Naked Gun. And that scene between Leslie Nielsen and Presley uh, when they decide that they're going to get intimate and they're both bumping into each other and they got full body condoms on. And that's, that's what I started thinking about for, you know, spring break going on in Florida and you got all these people running around in full body condoms, you know, yeah. trying to protect themselves. Well, they're not even trying to protect themselves. Right. And the, the, they interviewed some people on TV yesterday. I think some of these vacationers and uh you know uh, young bulletproof young people right i I'm, mean really if i'm going to age. die i'm going to die yeah you know, i remember saying that statements like that are just don't say it so much when it it gets into your headlights yeah yeah so uh but that is one of the newer things now that uh, it looks like at least the disease seems to have spread a little bit more to younger people. And last time I was on, I think we talked a little bit about those basketball players. Yes. And I was thinking about now, why would a healthy, you know, vigorous basketball player become positive, virus positive? Let's bring up a name, Kevin Durant. 
it's the latest one that's been announced. He's not symptomatic at this time, but there is one out of the three or four that has some symptoms. But you think about that for a minute and you say, well, now, why would a healthy person? Well, those people are breathing hard. They're going to be spitting or, you know, just uh, just in the act of playing against each other. Sweating. Well, we don't know if sweat contains anything, okay. but, but we do know that spit does or saliva does. Sure. So, so um, it makes sense that they might become positive. So stop the trash talking. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Trash talk gives a whole new meaning to trash talk. Yeah, and if, yeah. You're, if, you're, if you're a lover of Conrad Do- Dobler, quit the spitting. Yeah. I'm just right. saying. Yeah, but see, I think that, you know, now that you think about some of those things, it says, well, yeah, I mean, that might make sense. We don't know for sure that's, that's one of the reasons, but is there something different about their immune system? Are they on medications mm-hmm. that might change their, their uh, immunity or um, maybe make them spit more? You know, yeah. you don't you don't know what kinds of medicines they're on, and and so um, you know, I'm not too surprised that we find it. Besides being perhaps another population that we are going to see in the near future. All right. We've got uh, a question for you when we come back from somebody from Facebook. Elizabeth forwarded it to me. Zach, keep an eye on our Facebook feed, see if we get any more. Uh, if you have questions for Dr. Yamauchi, you can call here at 823-0965, 823-0965, or just send, uh, you know, jump on Facebook Live to the Dave Ellswick Show and, and – um, in the comment section, send your question that way, and we'll see it, and I'll give it to Dr. Yamauchi, and uh, he can talk about it. We'll take a break right now, 24 minutes after 7. Uh, we're looking at 68 degrees, looking for a high today of 78 degrees, but I hate to tell you this, is going to be raining most of the day, so no uh, no break on, on just getting sunshine like it was yesterday afternoon. Man, it was beautiful yesterday afternoon. A break. More coming your way, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, I told you I had a question for you. Here's what it is. If I've cleaned my house, let me read it exactly as it was sent to me because I don't want to screw it up here. Let me read it the way it was sent. And they said, if you do not leave your house because you have a low immune system, why do you need to continue, and in quotes, extra disinfecting, unquote, at your house you you probably don't unless you have uh, people coming in or you open doors and windows and things like that where dust and pollens can come in uh so you don't have to do it as often but the more frequently that you do it the lesser the lesser the load of germs pollens dust etc you have What's your thoughts about filters for your air conditioner heating system? Is there a specific thing that you give? I don't know if you if you've yeah. gotten into that minutia or not. Yeah, the um, uh, there are better some filters that are better than others, and a dirty filter is not as good as a clean filter. Yeah. Now it's not going to take out the finest germs. They're not filtering lots of germs, but. They're getting other things that might lead to infections or compromising your lungs or something like that. So a clean filter at home is is good. So when when do you think you'll see the first 
heating and air filter at uh, one of the big box stores that say Corona's virus resistant. I'm just saying it, <laughs> yeah, it's, you, it's a selling point. Sure. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm just thinking. You know, I, I, I change my, uh, I'm real anal about this. I change mine every month. Really? Yeah. I change it every month. I mean, what? It's eight bucks, you know, and I get one of the higher, you know, really good ones that take out smaller things, but I got allergies yeah. and it takes a lot of the pollen out of the air. I got a dog, takes a lot of his dander out of the air. Right. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm thinking about that. Well, it's just an extra little step to take care of, you know, a germ. Sure. Plus my house smells like Lysol. (laughs) Just saying. Knock it right there. We're going to be back. If you got a question, do it on Facebook or call us, 823-0965. Dr. Terry Yamauchi, he's my specialist that comes in and talks to you right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's time for Rush. Back with you to Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They've been advertisers of my show for years. I mean, I think in 16 years, maybe 15, 16 years. It's been a long time. Gets that long, you start forgetting when it exactly began. But when they began as a company, they started with my show, and they are a much larger company now than they were. And it's because of how professional they are. You know, Joel is fantastic over there. The owner, he and his wife, uh, Victoria, they do just a fantastic job. I've had my roof done by them. Uh, you know, the Cabot uh, VIP Cinema, and uh, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Alan Kerr had his roof done by They've A lot of people, I'll just tell you, have had their roofs done by PI Roofing because uh, you've heard them here on the show for such a long, long time. But they've, they do so many other things now, too. They've got a group of men and women that the damage that a leak can cause, like, you know, discoloration of your ceiling, uh, degradation of your drywall. Boy, those are big words. Degradation of your drywall and all of those. They'll fix that for you. A lot of big, uh, you know, companies out there, they're not going to come and fix your ceiling for you if it's like just the, the far left corner in your bedroom but uh, pi roofing will you just give them a call and they'll send somebody out take a look at it they'll tell you exactly what it's going to cost you and then they'll get to work for you uh they've got gutters that you can put on your house uh that won't clog they've got windows that you can put into your house that are energy efficient they do it all they're like one stop shopping now for everything for your home so when you want to get it done and you want to get it right do PI Roofing. It's PIRoofing.com. That's PIRoofing.com. I use them. Think you should use them as well. Terry Yamauchi is here. Dr. Terry Yamauchi. I want to say hi to, to Ned Met, uh, Melville. Gosh, I'll get it out. Uh, Ned lives down in Texas now. Used to, he's a good friend of mine. Used to live right in Cabot and uh, moved down to in Texas. Been married now about a year. You know, got remarried. And is a happy camper down there, still driving trucks, doing a good job of it. And uh, he just uh, hit me and said, Dave, I'm watching. And if he's watching, I got to be careful, man. I got to just be careful. You know, Ned doesn't cut any slack. All right, Terry, we uh, 
Yes. We, le- we left with that question, again, from a, a, a watcher on Facebook, and you just type it in. Uh, Zach is watching over there. I know Elizabeth is watching at home, and they'll let me know if you say something uh, with a question, and it'll get to me, and I'll ask it to uh, Dr. Terry Yamauchi. On top of that, you can call right now. The phone lines are open. A lot of you are driving to work right now. 823-0965. 823-0965. If you have a question about the coronavirus, you got one of the foremost experts of infectious diseases sitting right here in this studio. Here's your opportunity to to talk to him. So what are some of the newer things we're learning? I guess the, the thing that I saw la- last night is they're saying that coronavirus can live on a surface for up to nine days. Is that true? Or is that just guesswork? Well, it's true under certain conditions, right? Okay. Think about this. How hot is it? How much of it is there? Is it in mucus? How fast does it dry? Those, the, those are the conditions... And then, is it infectious? That's even more important. You know, does it lose its effect, uh, infectiveness if it's there for a while? As it dries, uh, the numbers of virus may be reduced. Uh, infectivity, I think, is a tough thing to, to answer, and we don't know the correct answer to that yet. And I as far as I know, no one can tell me. Yeah, it can be there six hours at, you know, Room temperature. What is room temperature? What is humidity? Uh, the humidity is there uh, air circulating to help dry faster. So yes, it can persist. Whether it's infectious or as infectious is still a question. Should you change what you're doing as far as your pillowcases and your sheets and all of that, where you might have, you know, washed them? Every other day or every three days, should you start washing every day? Well, no, I don't think so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, unless there's some extreme circumstances. Let's say you you have some symptoms and you have drainage. Maybe it would be more, uh, it would be better to, to change it more frequently. But I don't think that's a rule that you have to do that. Uh, I think just... Good good hygiene would rule how often you do do things like that. Okay, how about how about a toothbrush? I I read an article, and I've been looking for it online on Amazon, and that's the little UV things mm-hmm. that you can clip over your toothbrush, and the UV, UV light will kill correct viruses and germs. But it said a cheaper way of doing it is just put a teaspoon of bleach in water, and put your toothbrush in that. Good idea? Well, it worked. You know, I don't do that, but, uh, you know, I I might want to rinse your toothbrush real well before you use it. Sure, sure. But just remember how many germs are in your mouth. Yeah, that's true. So you're just stirring them around. Um, You know, uh, this whole environmental thing is becoming more and more confusing. I remember going to a presentation, uh, a scientific presentation, where a paper was presented where uh, a researcher demonstrated that if you flushed a toilet, oh yeah, that you could find the germs from your toilet 
six or eight feet in all directions. Mm-hmm. And I know when I heard that, you know, I went home and measured how far my toothbrush was, you know, just out of curiosity. But, you know, you can find these things. And it's inter- interesting to look at. When I first came to Arkansas, I was looking at what kind of germs were on um, soda pop cans that came out of dispensers. And I asked, uh, you know, one company if they would, you know, pay for some research. And, of course, nobody wanted to pay for it. No, they don't want to know. <laughs> That's right. Ignorance is but, bliss. But see, again, if you think about these things, you can see all kinds of potential problems. Yeah. And so, sure, toothbrushes can be contaminated. Uh, in fact, toothbrushes are good to use after they're used up. If you want to clean your nails like you were talking about Correct. with that kind of brush, it would be a fine thing to use. It's easy to hold, and the bristles are small. And Get, get under those, there and get that stuff out of there. Get those little crevices. But can you get them all? Probably not. Just yeah. just letting you know. Well, then you put your hands. No, I'm not going to say put your hands in bleach. No. Somebody, somebody will, you know. Yeah, I got you. So, uh, so, all right. I do think that there's a important number that's come out, and I'm a— bad one for quoting numbers because they change all the time. But, you know, I, I heard uh, from the CDC that the fatality rate for this virus, which is relatively innocent in most people, but in those persons uh, over the age of 80 without predisposing condition, but just being old, right. is 80%. Wow. I hadn't that, that heard was, that one. That was the figure that that's why I said that was, that's what I heard. So that's why we want to protect our elderly. And I'm sure it must be higher in those that have other conditions, you know, poor lungs, smokers, heart disease, diabetes, etc. Yeah, you got COPD, <clears throat> not a good time to come in, in for, contact. For up to now, those under 50, the uh, mortality rate or fatality rate is less than 1%. So... Yeah, but you want to be the 1%. That's the question you got to ask yourself. Yeah. Do you right. want to be the 1%? Yeah. And those numbers are changing. I caution you on the, that. Yeah. You and know, the more know people that. we know have been affected, the less those numbers may be Yeah, as, yeah. as that yeah. happens. Zach, who, who we got waiting to talk to us? Oh, Willie's got a question. Hey, Willie, how are you? Say, uh, say hi to Dr. Uh, Yamauchi. Hi, doctor. Hey there. <clears throat> I asked my question to hang up. Okay. What's the main difference between the common flu and COVID-19? Okay, good question. We'll, uh, <clears throat> we'll, let, we'll turn uh, Dr. Yamauchi loose on that. Uh, well, they are different viruses, okay? and uh, But they're tra- it appears that they're transmitted very similarly. What, what was changing is that uh, I'm not as... I'm not as sure as I was earlier on that uh, uh, the coronavirus may be, may be a little bit more contagious. Uh, I, I'm saying that with a big maybe because, uh, you know, as we get more information, we're seeing uh, it seems like less exposure in some individuals, not necessarily the older ones, that and people are becoming virus positive. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to all get sick or sicker, but uh, it does seem to be more than I expected to see. 
All right. So there you have it. I mean, what about uh, the ability to attack the virus? The basic difference is, is, is that we just know more about the flu because it's been around for a long time, right? But it changes as well. That's exactly right. And that's what we should be cautious about. Now, we're all hearing about this vaccine or vaccines that are being developed. I mentioned this to Dave uh, a week ago or more. Remember when uh, HIV first came out? How long ago has that been? And do we have a successful, uh, effective vaccine yet? That was the 80s, folks. So, you know, the, the try to get a vaccine available in a month or two months or three months or five months, you know, that's pretty much scientifically right now uh, impossible. Uh, we are testing some right now. Our, our scientists are testing uh, one or two vaccines right now that look promising in in um, animals and in tissues, but uh, how successful they'll be in humans. And that's going to take a while. Dr. Fauci said, you know, a year to 18 months, and, he, you know, he's going to be right on. That's when it'll be available. Now, people are going to want to take it. We don't know what the side effects are. We don't know how long-lasting that protection will be, whether it will protect from, you know, uh, uh, contracting the disease or contracting the virus or preventing disease. So there are a lot of questions that we don't know, and yet people want something right now. Same thing with the uh, medications, uh, which ones are going to be effective. And the vaccine, the big question about the vaccine is if it is effective, is it going to be lifetime? Will it work next year or will it be like the flu vaccine that we have to repeat on a regular basis to get maximum protection? And that you got to take an educated guess at, at which flu are we at? A, B, whatever flu. Right. And we don't have that information yet on uh, uh, COVID-19. Yeah, COVID-19 COVID at, at all. All right. Break. Then we come back. Dr. Terry Yamauchi. His hour with us is almost up. It's gone so fast. 823-0965, the number to call. 823-0965. Got a question? He'll give you an answer. And if you're watching on Facebook Live, go to Facebook Live slash Dave Ellswick Show. Just log in, and uh, you can, in the comments section, put in your question. We'll see it. I'll ask the doctor. We'll get you an answer. That's all coming up as we continue here on 101.1 FM, the uh, answer. We're looking at uh, about nine minutes till 8 o'clock and 68 degrees. Yeah, I want to reiterate what that ad just said. We'll never be in lockdown. I mean, if they tell me I can't drive to work, I can do my show from a house. All right. I will be on the air. All right. As long as we got electricity around the station, I'll be on the air. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be on from my house tomorrow going to do that i was talking about some things i was thinking about doing for tomorrow i don't know if i'll do them or not but it, they would be very very good anyway let's go talk to bob he's in little rock bob how are you welcome to the dave ellswick show say hi to dr terry yamauchi hello dr terry uh, yamaguchi i uh used to know you believe it or not really uh, yes uh in medical school I wanted to ask uh, Dr. Terry about the possibility of using ozone. Yes. Ozone has been, in the past, uh, said to 
kill viruses, and I just wondered if an ozone generator placed in a uh, senior living facility would be of any value. All right, we'll let you listen in on the air. Thanks for your call, Bob. Appreciate it. Go yep. ahead. Yeah, Bob. Um, <clears throat> I, d- I do know that ozone will kill some viruses, some bacteria. I don't know about any scientific studies that have been done uh, uh, using that material uh, for coronavirus or influenza. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I, nor do I know if there are any harmful effects of of using that material. So uh, I can't really comment other than say yes. Uh, that that is a possibility that we, it does have some anti germ effect. But how much you need, how long you have to use it, etc. Uh, Dave and I talked about ultraviolet light has a good effect on. Uh, many germs. Uh, yeah, let, let, let me just, for our listeners that are baby boomers, all right, because if you're millennial or whatever, you've never seen this. Used to be you go to the doctor and you'd be sitting in his office and typically over on the counter, there was a device that had ultraviolet radiation shining down on the tools that of his trade. And I don't see that any longer. Well, <clears throat> ultraviolet light also has harmful effects on your eyes, so you don't want to shine it in people's eyes. Right. The, the way it's used in hospitals and settings where they're trying to use UV radiation uh, is to have it shining toward the ceiling in a container or a, a lamp-like material uh, apparatus and circulating air through it or above it not shining it down on people. Okay, so if you did that, if you're pushing air through it, then what you're doing is you're taking really clean air and pushing it into dirty air, aren't you? No, you're taking the dirty air and, and making it, it clean. I understand, but if you're blowing it back out, it's oh, clean oh, air. Yes, you're, but you're diluting whatever was the yeah. bad stuff. Okay, anyway, what can I, I'm just thinking maybe you could literally get rid of a lot of the bacteria in a room if you had a if you had a contained room that's the well, the key actually they they are using uv lighting in like a vacuum cleaner that goes around the room and they're using that in some places they're using that to clean rooms huh interesting all right i just know that we've known that this for years and years and years and it had kind of gone out of favor and probably because what you just said about your eyes but it's coming back into favor now. Like I said, there used to be a device you could clip on your toothbrush and that UV light would turn on. I mean, you don't have it, have it going the whole time. Just turn it on for five minutes and then be done with it. And it can clean, uh, clean the, uh, the item of bacteria. <coughs> Sorry, I coughed in my hand, so I won't, I won't offer my hand and... I won't. I won't it. even. I won't even bump it. I'll use my elbow. <laughs> I've learned a lot from the from the doctor over the years. So, what new information? We've already talked about some of that uh, that we've uh, spoken about about some. Well, we've talked a lot of about a lot of things already. So. I mean, there's a. There, it, it, we're talking time here. I mean, <clears throat> a a vaccine takes time 
to do. However, I will say this. Now that the War Powers Act has been invoked, the president can direct an industry work on a vaccine now. And I think that we're, you know, we've made a lot of progress in vaccines over the years, even though the general public doesn't know that. Uh, to be where we are right now with the development of a of a uh, corona vaccine is very remarkable to me. Uh, I did some of my early work in <laughs> the mumps vaccine uh, and uh, the attenuation of the, the influenza vaccine. So, uh, you know, things are, you know, it looks like it's moving very slowly, but we're way, way ahead of where we were uh, in the past in the development of vaccines. So. I've got, I got a minute for you to deal with something, and that is the whole testing situation. Sure. They say we weren't set up for it, that the way that we did testing was not indicative of the way we needed to do testing. How has that changed? I mean, where do we go from to what are we at now? We didn't have, we didn't have a good tester uh, material to test. We had to develop that to some degree. Uh, and, of course, we had large numbers that we wanted to test or were, <coughs> or were um, uh, probably those that needed to be tested. So it got screwed up early on. We were getting bad or misinformation from some of the countries, i.e. China, about about the occurrence, about uh, uh, the people that are coming down with the disease and, and what the disease was. So, mm-hmm. you know, the whole background for testing was somewhat uh, poor. Okay. And as we go through and de- develop faster, better tests, um, you know, we're seeing progression of testing where that's why we're seeing more disease, as we know. All right. A break. Thank you, Dr. Terry Yamauchi, for coming on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll probably have you on again next week. More to talk about when we come back here on the show. 